As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, friends. Uh, welcome to the Gamer Heroes podcast. Uh, my name is Cam. With me here is Thomas. It's me. Hey, what's up, Thomas? How's it going? Living the dream. Living the dream? Why yeah. are you living the dream? Uh, actually, hey, uh, this this past weekend, I know you were busy, but we had mm-hmm. uh, we had Cross-Up, which is our uh, bi-monthly fighting game tournament, and this was the first time we did uh, two days. We did Saturday with all the standard games, Tekken, Street Fighter, Dragon Ball Z, and then on Sunday we did Smash. First time we've ever done that. Like so Smash just all day? Smash all day. We did singles Rad. and doubles, and then... Uh, uh, just hang out for a while, but it was it was cool. great. Awesome. Uh, it was in the movie theater, so it was very entertaining. That's that's awesome. That's a that's a really good place. I know people listening to this probably won't understand where we're talking about, but it's just a cool little like kind of bar arcade movie slash movie theater thing in Kansas City. That's pretty awesome. I I really like going to stuff in that movie theater. It's really just kind of neat to play Smash Brothers on a giant screen with a bunch of people watching. You know? Yeah, it is sweet. We got a uh, stage for the first time, so you know the hype level like the the yeah. pressure on you is mm-hmm. so much higher when oh, you're yeah, up on a stage in front of everybody <laughs> uh because they can see you like you and your partner mm-hmm. going head to head or you know your opponent uh but they can also see everything on the on the theater screen which mm-hmm. is the uh which shows the uh what is it the twitch stream gotcha like you actually see the stream on nice on there so nice. you actually see what uh people would see if they're watching remotely which is kind of cool because it's got the score on there and a mm-hmm. bunch of different stuff uh, but that was really fun, but man, I am beat. Yeah, I, we were talking a little bit beforehand. You just sound completely exhausted. Usually you're just like, yeah, hey, let's let's kind of be lively and talk, and you're just sitting here just like, death is coming for you. Like, <laughs> right. I can see it on the horizon. Good. Yeah. Yeah, okay. so. You know. uh, yeah, well, I got I to gotta catch up again, because uh, we, we got, you know, the party never stops, and we got more yeah. stuff. I mean, we got this on Mondays, we got our other uh, event on Wednesdays, and then uh, it sounds like we're gonna knock out some of our other podcasts that's uh, yeah. in the in the pipeline here on uh, Thursday. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, just a lot of stuff, and time waits for no man. So yeah, that is I certainly it. true. Since since I've started like coming on and doing this, I have been finding that I have no free time anymore. <laughs> I went from having kind of too much mm-hmm. to literally none whatsoever, which it, is fine. You know, whatever. Having fun. That's that good. Works. But yeah. yeah. 
it's yeah it's just it's a lot easier exhausting. when it's like oh yeah i'll go in once or twice and then it's like like days like today i was like man i straight up do not want to record <laughs> but i don't want to be the reason that right that we right, don't have an episode yeah. right so it's like all right i know i can do this we can power through yeah, yeah. an hour and some change but, yeah, um, so so that's a good thing. Honestly, it's it's nice having it at the beginning of the week on Monday. Of course, we released this on Wednesday, but uh, you know, the beginning of the week, nice and chill. Because at least this is fun. At least yeah, totally. we could sit down. Throw I don't really headphones. think of this as work. Yeah, you know. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, so again, welcome to the Gamer Heroes podcast. It's good to have you guys. Uh, just a little bit of housekeeping for you. Uh, we're on Spotify now. Hey, that's, that's pretty neat. That is pretty. It neat. was a little weird seeing my name on something on Spotify. That's I know that's kind of a lot more. That's much more common nowadays. But that still seems kind of like oh, this is kind of surreal in a, in a weird way yeah. for me. Um, so definitely check us out if there if you haven't yet. Um, also, uh, you can come see us and the rest of the shows on the Heroes Podcast Network at Planet Comic Con. I believe that is the last weekend of March, correct? Mm-hmm. Very end. I know uh, each of the shows, I believe, are going to be doing a panel. Our show, I think, is Friday evening. Yeah, it's Friday at 4.30. Okay. Uh, and Friday is... Um, what is Friday? Is it March 29th? I think 29th? it's the 29th. I think, yeah, sure yeah something 29th. like that. So, yeah, that'll be cool. Come out, say hi. Um, I won't be there uh, because I joined way too late, and that's totally okay. Uh, <laughs> but totally come out, uh, say hi, check us out, uh, support the other panels as well. Just have a good time. Casey, uh, Planet Comic Con, excuse me. Uh, seems pretty rad. I haven't been yet, but I'm probably going to maybe try to check it out this, this time. Yeah, around, I went so. for the first time last year, uh, just wore my DGKC shirt and just wandered, you know, to just mm-hmm. try to meet people and see i I just love people watching to be honest oh that'd be really good for it too oh it's fantastic i bet um you know and each day is different each day i mean just like a music festival to be honest it has Mm -hmm. its own personality Mm -hmm. um just the different dynamic of who's there and what times of day and all this stuff i kind of like watching all that stuff play out uh uh, i i'm probably the thing i'm actually most excited for is my favorite cosplayer is going to be there i haven't Mm -hmm. really had a favorite cosplayer in a long time yeah um but her her name is uh K- I always say it wrong, but it's uh, Kum- Kumai. K U M I A. I never say it right. That's um, okay. But uh, she is fantastic, and she has done um, a ton of work for a bunch of different people. Right now, she's building a. Uh, a she's sponsored by EA. She's making a freelancer cosplay oh, that's, for that's Anthem. Nice. Um, and and probably the best one she has is her Monster Hunter one, which is incredible. Oh, I, I can imagine you can do some really cool stuff with that. Man, I haven't even played that game, and it does not matter. that It's like the Nergigante mm-hmm. armor. It is so cool. And so she has these really cool tutorials. Like, she sells books and all this stuff. Um, it's really cool. Uh, she's just really positive. I think she she's somewhere in Europe. I cannot mm-hmm. remember what country. <laughs> Uh, I, I want to say like Switzerland, but boy, mm-hmm. I could sure be off on that. Or uh, Sweden. I think she's from Sweden. Okay. Um, but don't take my word for it because I am terrible with information. So go look her up. Uh, I, I'm hoping I'm going to go buy one of her calendars. She ha- has uh, calendars that are cosplay and corgi calendars. Oh, that's that's rad. Yeah. I'm so she that. always has her corgis in her in her videos too. That's, which is that's funny. pretty cool. So uh, I'm going to go buy one of those and hopefully get it signed, uh, which is exciting. And then uh, you you talked to me that uh, kind of funny is doing a yeah, panel there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a I'm a big, big, big kind of funny fan, and uh, all of them are just coming out, which is going to be really rad. I'm really excited to go check that out. Um, kind of weird to see, like, it, it's always been kind of surreal living in really the Midwest and just seeing like having this cool area for 
like content creators or like people or like actors or writers and stuff that you've always looked up to and then they're coming to you for something mm-hmm. it's always it's, it's just well, a really kind we're of the flyover thing. states totally and it's nice totally. that uh we have a scene here mm-hmm. uh that really acts as a hub for for stuff like this yeah and, it's it's really nice and i i, I definitely wasn't i wasn't actually aware of planet comic-con until last year mm-hmm. but i like started keeping up with it on facebook and i'm like man they are pulling in some like big names like yeah. uh, wasn't jason momoa here last year or something mm-hmm. which is wild right uh only reason i knew about that is because my mom would not quit talking about how hot she thinks he is <laughs> he uh, is a hot man i mean you're not wrong but yeah like i i thought it was it's just pretty wild to see that stuff out here and i know like kansas city's definitely I would say kind of on the rise and like, it's not insignificant, but it definitely feels looked over when you think about like, Oh, well like New York city or like San oh, Diego sure. or like Seattle or something like that. So yeah, that's, that's really cool. I'm really looking forward to that. Um, definitely check it out. If you guys haven't, I believe they're still selling tickets. I hope they're still selling tickets. Uh, yeah, they are. And, uh, uh, the topic, so it is on the 29th. I checked. Okay. Uh, great. it's for sure on the 29th at four thirty. Uh, but if that changes, we'll, we'll announce that on here mm-hmm. and across social media. But the topic that we're going to cover, so it'll be me, Mike, uh, and three other people. We've had Jimmy on the podcast. Yeah. So Jimmy will be there, uh, but two other friends, Debbie and uh, Devin, actually. Uh, we'll have them on. And what we're going to talk about is uh, positive models in, in gaming, like how, cool. how to be a positive role model, mm-hmm. uh, who is a positive role model to you, you know, in a in a culture that can be very toxic, especially in the age of Twitter where the honestly the the most vocal people who get the most attention are usually very passionate and often they are upset yes and it's a lot easier to be angry and loud than it is nice and loud yes a hundred percent yeah um so we want to shine a spotlight on those people who are nice and loud yeah and uh and and talk about what that means um so i'm excited for that uh there's just there are a lot of great people and forces and organizations in gaming that uh are totally uh underappreciated under Mm -hmm. underrepresented you know um, I love the episode we did about accessibility with the adaptive controller and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And I would just love to to talk and learn more about all that stuff. Uh, I just think that stuff's fantastic. That I like that that adaptive controller commercial came on during the Super Bowl. Yeah, that, so everybody got that to see it. Made me cry a little bit. That was a good commercial. Like that was that was really cool to kind of see that happen there. But yeah, that that sounds like it'll be a really really good panel. I'm gonna have to come by and check that out. Yeah, it'll be a good time. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so tell me, Thomas, have you heard of, uh, video games? Uh, no, but, uh, okay. my brother, he's told me that I should get into them. Okay, cool. Well, um, has he told you which ones that you might be playing in this hypothetical situation where video <laughs> games don't exist? Been uh, playing anything? If, if I was playing something, you know, it would probably be Apex. Yeah. Uh, really, that's pretty much it. I actually haven't had very much time to play, uh, play much of anything this past week. I had, I did squeeze in a few wins on Apex, which was, of course, very satisfying. Right. Uh, especially when one of the people we were playing with, my, my buddy Colin, who I regularly play with, uh, he, like, he's pretty serious about winning. Like me, like, I mean, I talk to him about that a lot. I'm like, I'm, mm-hmm. you know, it's hard to play with your friends because, you know, not everybody's looking for, yeah, not if you, playing if you for guys are on reason. like a different kind of like competition level in terms of like what you're wanting out of it. That yeah. Cause you like, don't, you don't want to be a dick to your friends just because right. you want to win. Cause yeah. that's way more harmful. A hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, cause that'll ruin your game time and your friendship. Oh yeah, totally. So Definitely do want yeah, that. I've talked to Colin and, and you know, I've been very open with him and he's interested in, in, uh, getting better with me i just don't like losing the same way twice you know Fair. If, we, if we make yeah. a mistake i just want to not do it again mm-hmm. and when when that does happen i have to 
I have to reassess what I'm doing because I have to be like, okay, I'm playing with my buddy. I know he's like, he wants to win, but I know he's not mm-hmm. going to, like, he's not practicing. Right. You know, he's not, he's not in it to, to just granularly improve the yeah. way that I so want I, to. So I was actually uh, just messing around on my PS4 the other day because um, I'm like in between, like I finished Kingdom Hearts 3 and I'm like, I... I'm probably going to go through and like try to get the platinum trophy on that because I just yeah. really enjoy doing that with a lot of stuff. But uh, I've never gotten a single platinum trophy. I've gotten a lot of platinum trophies. I think I'm going to go for the uh, the Celeste one. Actually. Really? Nice. Yeah, because I have... that that's a that would be super rewarding for it's, sure. It's tough, but honestly, uh, like the B sides. Once you beat them, I mean, you you beat them. Yeah. And finding the strawberries isn't impossible. Mm-hmm. I, I remember when I went back to find all the collectibles. Uh, it's kind of it, it can be annoying when. You're like, oh sweet! I didn't. I never saw this secret last time. And then you go and you realize, oh yeah, you did. Yep. You already collected the thing. Yep. Gotcha. Um, but uh, it, it tells you that there's a pop up that shows like there's a lineup of strawberries, and it doesn't just show how many you got. It shows like there's an order to them. So if if you're missing two strawberries at the beginning, but the rest of the line is filled in, you know that the strawberries can oh, be found really cool. at the beginning of the level. That's so really cool. yeah, so I I know that like once I reach a certain point. I'm good. Yeah. You know, like if I only had to find two strawberries, one of them was at the beginning, one of them was at the end. I know that in the middle section, I'm, I'm I can just speed up and go through. But yeah, that's cool. And uh, yeah, I think that'll be the first one I platinum. Nice. That, uh, that B side is kind of going off on this tangent daunting. a little bit. Oh man, and I'll, real talk, uh, I love almost all of the music in that game. But man, those B sides, like that music slaps hard. It is so good. You know what's Holy funny? Crap. I actually, I've heard that and I totally like, I mean, they're good. I'm glad they're good because you hear them on repeat. Right. The whole level. The entire level, uh, yeah. But it does, you know, it's good sound design where different parts of the level or the the mm-hmm. uh, song will kick in based on where you are in the level and stuff. So you're not always listening to the exact same thing. Uh, but it's the original soundtrack for me. Like the B-sides yeah. are cool. I mean, it's all great. I'm not saying that that soundtrack stuff. is bad at all. It's genuinely incredible i i listen to that still just casually just yeah all the time that but um that, that game actually I, I would say that that is the game that's now gotten me into lo-fi really music. yeah because i've listened to that. it before but never been like oh yeah i feel like it's the game that has certainly gotten the closest for me because i I've, i'm usually very like i like very kind of active music as opposed to something that seems kind of like ethereal or dreamy or anything like right. that but yeah like that that's a less soundtrack did it for me and i kind of didn't expect it to yeah but yeah, uh, Celeste is a good game. Uh, Celeste is a good game. Really so good. Uh, you're going to platinum uh, Kingdom Hearts? Uh, yeah, I think so. Uh, I have a tendency to, if I really like something, I just like stick through with the platinum. Mm-hmm. Uh, case in point, Persona 5. That was like oh, 200 yeah, hours. Nice short game. Oh, man. Um, the only reason I did that was because I was unemployed. Like, I just like, <laughs> found myself without a job at the start of last year. And I'm like, well, I guess I'm finishing this. And I sure did. <laughs> right. um, I don't recommend that if you don't have time for that, by the way. Yeah. Like now, oh, I would no. be like, that's just staying unchecked. No. But, yeah, that's why, you know, it's remarkable how your gaming chat, uh, habits change right. with your lifestyle, mm-hmm. you know, just from, you know, year to year, but also week by week. Mm-hmm. I mean, like this past, like weeks like my past week. I only have time for quick in and out games. Like mm-hmm. I, I keep wanting to boot up Red Dead again because I'm still at the very beginning of that game and I really like it. But that's a game that you have to play for like an at least an hour at a time definitely, to really definitely. soak it in. Um, so I, I, I like that I still have it on the back burner. I, I like it and it's mm-hmm. always ready to go. It's not one of those things I have to like convince myself to play. Mm-hmm. But I definitely have to. That's like a Sunday morning game for me now. Yeah. Like I woke up and I'm gonna have a cup of coffee and before my actual day starts i'm gonna play like an hour and a half of that or something yeah right yeah i i can definitely relate to that uh speaking of games that are 
definitely in more bite-sized chunks. Uh, I'm still playing Tetris. Mm-hmm. I'm still playing the absolute just crap out of Tetris 99. I'm really, really liking that game. Um, I downloaded an open source Tetris trainer on my computer. <laughs> I'm, I'm going just down oh, is, the rabbit hole Is this hole your full-time here. job now? Oh, is yeah, this... absolutely. Um, I... So the other day, I, I just I, I went on I went on lunch and just like taking a nice little break from work and just stopped in at like a coffee shop, got something to drink, uh, pulled out my Switch and won my first game. Nice, which is great. It was, the first, cool. it was the first one I ever got, and I was feeling really, really, really damn good about it. Dude, th- that is sweet, sweet victory. Oh like, yeah. Oh my gosh, when I when I played with Colin and and another one of our friends. Um, uh, the other guy was playing a character he hadn't really played before, so mm-hmm. he it was, but it was the first one I played. So it's for Apex, right? Yeah, yeah, he's playing Pathfinder with the zip lines, right? So he's mm-hmm. like, uh, I don't really know where to throw this stuff, but if you see a good spot, let me know. And I was like, okay, so here's what we're gonna do, because mm-hmm. like I know that if we go into a fight, uh, we're probably not coming out of it. So let's skirt the the ring, let's skirt the circle, uh, and just pick up everybody's leftovers, and we'll do this, that, and uh, you know, without fighting, we got a bunch of good loot, so we were ready for a fight when we got to. It. Well, at the end, it was this awesome confrontation where a ton of squads uh all converged on the same area and i did my favorite thing in that whole game i hid like i hid behind cover and i just threw a grenade where i knew one of the teams was mm. so then everyone looked there and then they all started fighting nice and we just hung back while they nice. while we saw that number oh, go down that's good that's, it feels so good that's doing that. that's, that's pretty filthy got gotcha. like, real good uh, uh but yeah we we uh found a good position in that in that round and there was a moment there were maybe two other squads left but it was right at the end and uh, Colin and I both had this moment where we realized we're like, oh, we're gonna win this. Like mm-hmm. we we totally have the yeah, best position right now. Like we're winning this. Yeah, game. and that that I think is something that is I'm starting to see because I've only ever played like three battle royale games, and like mm-hmm. one is Apex, one is Fortnite, and the other one is Tetris. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> it just feels so good. There there is definitely a certain point where you're just like, oh yeah, I fucking got this. Mm-hmm. Like you know this is this is totally just happening, and that kind of like clicked for me once I hit like fourth place. Because mm-hmm. I was, like, looking around on the other boards, because you can, like, kind of see, like, tiny versions of the other boards. And, like, they weren't, like, super, uh, like, super built up. They were kind of, like, maybe a third of the way up. Like, they were, they you can tell they were, like, good Tetris players. Obviously, they were top five, you know. Mm-hmm. But um, I saw, like, how many badges they had. And I had, like, I think the most you could get. And they all had, like, one or two. And I was like, oh. This is, this I got fucking this. cakewalk. And then <laughs> like, sure enough, like less than a minute later, like they just all went down and I was like, mm-hmm. yeah, started like taking pictures of my switch. Like, yeah, an idiot. baby. Um, yeah, no, that was, that was super, super satisfying. Um, when, when you get to the end there, mm-hmm. do the boxes, you know, at the beginning, there are 99 other boxes, yeah. uh, uh, where the other players, you can see their screens. Do those get any bigger as people no, get down? No, and I really wish it did. I think if I had to change one thing about the game, it would be like, actually like kind of like like draft like sorry words are hard uh i would make it like over time just kind of make it like slowly bigger or it's like as mm-hmm. boards get knocked out like kind of just like kick those dissolve off. them yeah away right or right mm-hmm. and then just kind of fill that space with the other boards but like very gradually yeah um i think that would be really neat um that would also really make it a lot easier for me to keep track of whether or not like basically keep track of like how I'm doing and related to the other players because like sure like playing good Tetris matters but you also really need to it's weird thinking about Tetris tactically and I keep <laughs> yeah. telling people that but you totally do have to approach it it's just like all right cool I'm in this spot and you have to basically like in I had a moment where 
I basically like threw the grenade where I knew the other team was where like <laughs> I saw this person that had a lot of badges. And so I just started targeting them and sending stuff over there. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm pretty sure the other players, obviously there's no communication, but I'm pretty sure the other players saw me just sending lines over there. So they all ganged up on him too, but I got the kill. So I got the badges and then I just took them out and won. The That's match. great. The badges don't mean anything but bragging rights, right? No, the badges. Uh, so you get badges for kills. And as you get more badges, if you KO somebody, you take their badges. So at the end, you're guaranteed to have like 98 badges, right? Uh, I think so. I think it's, I'm not exactly sure like how the numbering system works. Basically, like each quote badge point you get uh, builds like a little like tiny gold bar onto a little chevron. And then, like, if you have, like, four of the gold, like, full gold chevron, chevrons, you're just, like... You're like, a tactical nuke. Basically, yeah. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's your 25 kill streak. Um, right. But no, uh, you essentially... Lost my train of thought. You essentially <laughs> just... So every badge you get basically increases how many lines you're sending over per line that you clear. Mm-hmm. So, like, for instance, I don't know what the exact math is, so I'm just kind of, like spitballing it here but if you have a full like chevron of badge then if you send a tetris which is normally four lines without without a bet without badges you're going to basically send just four lines over to whoever you're targeting Mm -hmm. but if you have those badges built up then you are sending maybe five or six lines so it really is like the technique that i so it's not just a one-to-one ratio so having a lead actually you're you're rewarded for playing incredibly aggressively which I did not really realize. I was playing like hyper defensively because mm-hmm. you can just target people who are attacking you. Mm-hmm. Because like it got to the point where like twelve people were attacking me at once, and it felt really nice to send like two or three lines to twelve people. Yeah. But you're not focusing anyone down and making sure you get those badges. Mm-hmm. So I've been trying to like starting to just go for the kills because you can target people who are just kind of like quote near to death. And then just, like, try to get as many badges as possible. Then once you build up a little bit, then start targeting people with badges. Bring those down to really just kind of overload yourself. Mm -hmm. And then basically at that point, it's just stay alive. That's cool. Which can turn into luck. You know, it depends on, like, who you're getting paired with and all of that stuff. But also Mm -hmm. at some point, like, it becomes incredibly fast Tetris that you just have to get used to playing. And there is not a single game where if I am in the top ten, my heart is not just absolutely pounding. Yeah. Uh, It's a really good game. Uh, I cannot believe that I'm getting this much enjoyment out of a free Tetris game. But, I mean, Tetris is, at least in my opinion, probably the greatest game ever made. So I kind of get it. But... Yeah, that's yeah, that's still what I've been playing. But yeah, like you, other than that, I haven't really had a whole lot of time to play other games. You know. Uh, well, you know, I'm thinking about it. So at Tricky Casual this past week, uh, because of Tetris, I wanted to show Tetris 99 mm-hmm. <clears throat> and Tricky Towers, which mm-hmm. is reverse Tetris with physics. You're trying to build a tower upward mm-hmm. uh, instead of making blocks disappear. Uh, so that was cool because I I have been trying to show people that game for like two or three years. I don't remember when it came out, but I mean I've had it for a long time, mm-hmm. and uh, and I really like it. But it's one of those things where uh, you know, people either are familiar with Tetris or they're not, which is crazy to me. But yeah, that uh, is that is kind of weird. I feel like that's just like a culturally known thing. Yeah, and it's it's never people younger than me that don't know about it. I mean, I'm sure there are, but right, uh, it's people who are my age or older, and they're like, "Yeah, I've never played Tetris." And I'm like, "I don't even know who you are." Yeah, like <laughs> like what? How have you never once played? It? I feel like people call things a Nintendo, a Game Boy, and a Tetris. A I Tetris. guess now it's probably a Fortnite, but. Yep. You know. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I, I broke that game out, and it was nice because the people we've got, you know, the the like foundation of our event, the regular crew we got, mm-hmm. um, everybody's really open to new games. So when I asked somebody, right. I'm just like, "Hey, I, this game will be good. You'll like it. 
can you play with me? And I'm like, okay. And they do, and they're like, all right, one more round, you know? Yeah. And so that's fun because uh, I really, I got to play for real. And, you know, I lost a bunch, but it's nice being able to play for real mm-hmm. and not have to be, you know, teach somebody how to play or uh, hold back because I want them to have a good time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we played some real games and that was, that was really fun. We played that uh, pretty much the whole night. Um, in fact, I didn't even get Tetris 99 going because we're so focused on that. Nice. Uh, but what I did was uh, I, I downloaded Tetris 99 and uh, went to play it. And it was like, yo, you obviously need an, a Nintendo Online account. I was like, mm-hmm. oh, right. This, yeah. <laughs> uh, and uh, one of the guys there, he was like, oh, yeah, I got room on my family account. Just send me your email. And I was yeah. just like, okay. Yeah, that's what yeah. I did. Because it ends up being like less than $5 a year per person Yeah, for that thing, which is absolutely nuts. Like I... Well, you could have let me know. Like I have a, I still have an open spot on mine too. Well, so but like you know, it's right next to me. Whatever. So I was like, yeah, that's do, fair. You know? I wasn't there, so I get it. Uh, well, that's you cool. know, I'm not important to you. That's fine. Whatever. <laughs> hey, you're worse than mine. <laughs> uh, so that that was a great time, and uh, I'll, I'll probably bring that out again uh, this next week. But I really just love having an opportunity to play uh, these indie games, especially these couch co-op ones. You know, um, because Tricky Tower is like uh, I think everybody there had heard about it at some point, but mm-hmm. had never played it or had you know had heard more or less good yeah. things about and it and it was free on playstation plus for a little while oh yeah it was like there's a lot of people like myself included who just like every month like that first tuesday of the month was like all right just hop on my web browser download everything yeah i need to do that i think i've missed at least a couple months yeah uh, i i think i've done that too but they're all like ps3 games that i think i've probably already played yeah unless so. someone else shares it like i i'd forget to even look it up so unless i catch an article by mm-hmm. you know playstation or sony As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Um, I just forget about it, and then I'm like, oh, crap. Yeah. Especially when they exactly. rotate out halfway through the month. I'm just like, oh, man. Right. Yeah. I wanted that one. Now I, yeah. now I have to pay. I, I still have most of my backlog right now that I need to just sit down and play is pretty much just like playstation games or playstation plus games excuse me yeah there was a minute where i wanted to actually try out uh forsaken destiny mm-hmm. and uh when i realized i thought i had downloaded it when it was free because why wouldn't i mm-hmm. no i did not Ooh. so i was like oh yeah. i'm definitely not paying 35 dollars for any of this like i wanted to touch <laughs> this for a second right uh, i am not committing you know so i had i had a kind of similar thing because i have i bought base destiny 2 whenever it launched um and I bought like the season pass and all that stuff, which 
kind of regret, but that's besides the point. Yeah. Um, but I wanted to check out Forsaken because a lot of my friends, a lot of my friends who are really into Destiny really are into Forsaken. And it seems really, really cool. I like the I, I like hearing about all these cool changes that they've made. I like what they've done with the world, all that kind of cool stuff. Mm-hmm. But I went to go check it out. And I was like, okay, well, Forsaken's on sale. But then they rolled out the annual pass. I'm like, I'm not going to pay $100 to get back into Destiny. So I guess I'm just not going to play Destiny anymore. Yeah, that's, so. a, that's like a, a back-end problem with DLC is segmenting. Mm-hmm the crowd where it's like oh are you super committed no well sorry and mm-hmm. like i'm so for somebody like me who just missed the sale yeah it was free so i should have jumped on it i'd like to see them do kind of like kind of like what they do with world of warcraft is well even though they're even kind of even though they're like separate from uh activision blizzard now but mm-hmm. i'd like to see them maybe do like a hey just buy the yearly pass and of like the new content and like and you get everything else previously is also free. I think that would be a really good way to get people in. Cause I would it definitely always felt weird having to buy both of those. Agreed. Like buy yeah. the that's, that's kind of my main thing. hang up. Cause like, I don't want to have to buy destiny forsaken and then turn around and immediately spend another $60 for an additional right. year of content. Yeah. Like, I would totally pay for the year of content to jump back in. Right, but I'm not gonna pay hundred dollars yeah, to do it. A hundred dollars is too much. Yeah, to it's and and that's what I saw what, that it was like a couple of weeks ago. This I don't remember when this happened, but I, I I definitely like the idea of I can see myself playing more Destiny, but mm-hmm. definitely not for that price. Um, yeah. yeah, but that's that's kind of been it. I haven't really played a whole lot like you have. Um, well, <laughs> that's because I mixed work and play, so I finally right. made some time to to play something. Right, I, I I would like to see if anybody would play earth defense force at this like weekly you should gaming bring thing. That. i oh i have it on my ps4 i Those played games that with are my, dumb as hell uh, and i love every second of them played that with the college roommate and it was just like a fun dumb they are they're game. they're really good really bad games yeah i absolutely love them the fact that you know that they know that they kind of suck yeah but they just really lean into that really appeals to me like the fact that there's like four or five verses to a song that you can sing with all of your soldiers that is literally just different words for the battle home of the republic <laughs> have you heard that no it's incredible i will show it to you i am committing right. to bringing to this S- on Wednesday. Yeah, yeah i will absolutely do this um yeah so Cool. Oh, the other thing, yeah. uh, because we had uh, Smash going this weekend. Uh, I don't, I'm not really into playing fighting games, even mm-hmm. though they're fun to watch, especially like watching uh, Tekken. Mm-hmm. But Tekken's uh, a lot of fun to watch. Yeah, man, because you don't have to know anything about the game to see when there's a hype moment. Oh, absolutely. Like, I I watched uh, I watch Evo Top Eight every year, even though I am not a hardcore fighting mm-hmm. fan. I just I'm like I am a super casual fighting game fan, and I was like jumping out of my fucking chair at like the Tekken Seven Evo Top Eight last mm-hmm. year. It was fucking awesome yeah i watched uh i'd never watched a major before mm-hmm. not like not evo not nothing and uh i watched the capcom cup yeah it was i don't know four months ago maybe something like that uh man that's fun like i really do wa- like watching like, it's the same reason i like watching football like very casually mm-hmm. do not follow the sport seriously at all like i most of the time don't even know the most of the players on our own team mm-hmm. like i couldn't tell you anything about them but i like the game yeah and and what i like you know yeah, because how many times have I heard like, oh, you mean you mean you watch other people play video games? It's like I understand that like that's a fair question mm-hmm. to somebody who has not been exposed to this stuff. Right. But you just throw back at him. You're like, well, you know, he said, like, well, why don't you just play? Right. Why would you watch instead of just playing? It's like, well, why do you watch football when you can just go play it? Right. Uh, you know, number one, even if you like football, like you're not going to be as good as these people. Absolutely. You know, and, and, and like second of all, you might not even play. The point is that you want to watch the best people be the best at their Craft, Absolutely. Right? Uh, my mom actually, back, I think ESPN was doing this 
hilarious thing where for a day espn2 became espn8 the ocho like right. dodgeball which i thought was hilarious and yeah. one of the things they were showing was i i don't remember if it was evo it might have been evo but it was one of the top eights from mm-hmm. evo of uh, street fighter 5 and she watched it and just like sent me a text and says i take back everything i said to you in high school this fucking rules i'm like <laughs> yes it does mom That's cool. <laughs> yes it does you know, my my mom came in one time to uh our old fight nights what our wednesday event us- mm-hmm. used to be before it split uh into the casual stuff mm-hmm. and the dojo which is fighting games uh uh my my girlfriend and my mom both came out one day it was fun my mom surprised me she just showed up mm-hmm. uh well we watched that especially tekken i think that night was only tekken uh, which, like I said, is the easiest one to watch. It's totally. the most accessible. Totally. Uh, and unlike Dragon Ball Z, it doesn't take ages when you have good people playing. Mm-hmm. Uh, which, like, Dragon Ball Z is all right to watch, but gee, many Christmas. Like, we, we <laughs> Those had, matches can take a while. Dude, they are take very so good. Much. Yeah. They, we had at least one match it's this like weekend It's like it's representative where, of the show or something. Yeah, right. It just keeps going. <laughs> yeah. We had, we had at least one match run the timer out. And the timer yeah, was like Yeah, I saw somebody posted on Twitter. Seconds. Uh, like, I think like the cross-up account retweeted saying, yeah, I just timed out at a tournament. I'm like, wow. Yeah. Oh, man. It's crazy. Uh, so, yeah. So, uh, anyway, we watched those. Um, and it was a good time. But then on Sunday, uh, I actually jumped into the Smash Ultimate uh, singles tournament, the one-on-one. Mm-hmm. Of course, I knew that I wasn't going to get anywhere. I had lost both of my games, but I did do better in at least my first game uh, against our friend Rayshon, who runs the mm-hmm. the stream, RTY. Uh, I, I played against him, and honestly, it made me realize, like, okay, like, I do like Smash. Mm-hmm. I just, for so long, didn't have anybody to, that I wanted to play with, because, like, the only people I would play with were my friends who were very good, mm-hmm. and they would never lay off. Like, they would never give you a win on purpose. Yeah. Um, so it's just like, oh, well, I'm just going to lose here. Uh, so, so, you know, I set the game down for a long time. I never even played Smash 4. Uh, but I jumped in this time. I really like playing Inkling. And, uh, my, my issue is like, I kept wanting to use these bombs that you, you throw out and, uh, I, I kept throwing them the wrong way. Mm-hmm. And I did it so many times. I did it over and over and over. And I was like, okay, this time I'm, sh- I'm pretty sure I'm facing the right. Oh, crap. Uh, you know, so I saw that and I'm like, okay, I do actually want to fix this because I like this character. Mm-hmm. I do like the fighting in this game. I really like the pacing of it. Um, you know, I used to always just play with items only, right? I would never play without items pretty much. Like right. sometimes in Melee, uh, we'd play Final Destin- Destination, uh, with no items. But, uh, anyway, yeah, it was, uh, it was a good time and I think I actually want to spend some time getting good at that. Yeah, uh, I've actually had a similar thing happen, um... So I, the other day, by the other day, I mean Sunday, which is yesterday as of this <laughs> recording. It's been a long, long yeah. few days. Um, so I, uh, la- like pretty late last night, a uh, guy I follow on Twitch, uh, he was just doing a community like, hey, let's do a Smash Bros tournament. And I'm like, yeah, all right, I'll throw my hat in the ring. Mm-hmm. Why not? You know, it was fun. And uh, I ended up like winning my first match. It was like a super casual thing, but um it was it was super fun and like I definitely like I went back I found myself like going back and rewatching the stream it's like oh here's where I messed up you know and like oh and then I realized oh this is how it starts isn't it mm-hmm. like oh oh I'm about to take this seriously and I did see yeah. a really good tweet like right after I played those matches from uh, Freddie Wong I don't know if you're familiar he's a youtuber video editor super great guy um he tweeted needing to be decent at super smash bros is my generation's equivalent of needing to be decent at golf or bowling and yeah. i yeah. have never related to something so hard but yeah like uh every time i i guess i have been playing super smash bros also but i every time i kind of pull, feel like i'm pulling myself away 
from, okay, well, I'm going to play other stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, I might play like maybe five or ten quick play matches online, though. Yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, it's it's good. I'll it's, just do one or five right. or ten. It's it's great. I I, th- I feel like it's only a matter of time before I just like, just like, eh, I'll enter this tournament. Why not? Yeah, I'm going to yeah. lose, but sure, you know. Um, yeah, so video games are pretty cool. They are, uh, they are so, pretty cool. Uh, tell you what, let's go ahead and we'll take a break right now. We'll come back and talk about the uh, ton of news that happened last week. Sweet. All right. Sounds great. Hey, everyone. This is Greg from Red Shirts and Runabouts. We're the resident Star Trek podcast as part of the Heroes Podcast Network group. If you love Star Trek and things science fiction, we're definitely the show for you. Join us every Thursday as we talk about Star Trek Discovery, the new Picard show, and other ongoing content and new creations from the Star Trek universe. If you want to find us, search Red Shirts and Runabouts podcast on Apple and Google Play. And if you want to interact with us as a host, you can find us at Red Shirts Pod on Twitter. Hey, welcome back. Uh, so I'm going to get into a little bit of news here. Um, but a little bit uh, before that, you wanted to talk about Anthem and kind of like our thoughts on that a little bit. We actually haven't played that ourselves. I know we're kind of reaching out to a couple of people to that mm-hmm. have actually spent some time with it to kind of get them to come on and share their thoughts. Um, I'm, I might pick it up just so we can at least kind of talk and discuss it a little bit. But uh, what were you, uh, what were you thinking about that? Uh, actually, I'd kind of like somebody to bring it to uh strictly casual so we can yeah, demo it. That'd be nice. Like I just, uh, you know, I, I have no plans of buying it, but I don't want to deep dive into it with only, you know, secondhand knowledge. Right. Um, but uh, the things I've seen, you know, it's just a really big, pretty AAA game, and EA has has really sunk a lot of, uh, you know, money and time into, into this. And uh, I just, I'm just not sold. Everything mm-hmm. I've heard, it it sounds like it's kind of like Destiny. Uh, my my least favorite thing I keep hearing is that it's really easy to miss critical information. Like you've really got to ring that game out to get really all the stuff. Yeah, where like thing like uh, an explanation of what this thing is or what you know what this enemy is or why blah 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 uh you have to go talk to all these side characters and if you miss even one you might miss this critical information um but thing is like some of them have new things to say after you go on missions so like one of the people i listened to just went and talked to every side npc every single time which was just a a lot of effort Mm -hmm. and uh you know that just reminds me of destiny where it's like okay all this stuff is there but uh go you know you have to unlock it first and then read the codex online it's like man why is this why can't this just be easier like if if you're proud of your lore offer it up so it's easy to find and then if you want to find some like bonus stuff like maybe some Mm -hmm. concept art or like stuff like that that's really supplemental uh information or content or Um, even something that just kind of like adds like cool little flavors to like the already existing lore yeah uh even yeah i mean there's just a ton of ways to do that but i just keep getting the vibe i got from destiny where stuff just it seemed like i had always missed something but it always kind of felt like it was my fault so i never felt good about it lucky land casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky lucky in line at the deli i guess aha in my dentist's office more than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, 
Sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Because I was like, did, did I just miss a dialogue tree or something? You know, was I not paying attention when, or, you know, did I walk away from a robot who's talking or something? Mm-hmm. And I just missed why I'm doing any of this. Uh, I remember in Destiny that I was like way into these missions uh, in, in OG, you know, in vanilla uh, mm. Destiny, where I was like, I still have no idea why I am here. Like, I know this, uh, was it like um, uh, Rasputin, maybe it's him? You're I talking know. about the first Destiny? Yeah. Okay. That uh, was that was whenever they had like all their lore behind like those like, was it the Grimoire cards that were on the right. website? That yep. was an that was interesting weird. choice. Yeah. And I just felt, I, I did all those missions and I was like, I have no idea why I'm doing this and... Mm. Like, like I care about that stuff, so to rely on everything else in the game that I'm not that hot on. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I like the PvP a lot, actually, uh, where I, I felt like a lot of people I talked to were totally lukewarm about that, but loved the strikes and all that stuff. And uh, for me, I just wish... Well, whatever. I, I had just some issues with, uh, with how that stuff was laid out, but uh, here I am with Anthem, and it just seems like it is so much like Destiny, where it's like, okay, well, this... This might be pretty good later. Like, mm-hmm. I definitely have friends who enjoy it, who have put, you know, 10 hours into it mm-hmm. and recommend it. Uh, but everything I've watched, I, you know, I kind of know what I like. Mm-hmm. And it looks like Destiny to me. And I'm just not ready to pull that trigger. Mm-hmm. So for me, actually, um, just from seeing, like, the coverage on that that I have, um, I might end up actually just kind of picking this up, just kind of giving it a spin, just seeing kind of where I fall on it. I mm-hmm. probably should if anything so we can maybe have some a little bit more think more thing more concrete things to say about it next week for sure but um i i kind of i i understand why people are kind of getting that destiny vibe but i actually don't get as much of that from what i am seeing as i thought i did um it i'm i'm kind of hesitant to say that it is like a this or it is a this it just kind of it's more of a that you know <laughs> it kind of looks to me like it's its own thing but I don't know if, from what I'm just kind of getting from a lot of people, and obviously I'll probably have more to share on this next week, but mm-hmm. um, I, I'm i just kind of getting the vibe that it seems fine. Yeah. And I, I think that's okay. Like, I think there's absolutely a place for games that are not like, not every game has to be this like critical darling and this absolute masterpiece, mm-hmm. you know? It's, you know, it's it's a whale. It's not like your crazy small indie or even just like a low scale thing that's just uh, a passion project project or just you know blows it out of the park right it's, for sure it's a triple a that's mm-hmm. that's there to uh you know just like any project it's a whale where like that's the one that gets the company by like that's the bread and butter mm-hmm. uh you know the flagship kind of kind of stuff i i think uh i think there are definitely some things about anthem that look really cool i love absolutely love like how that game looks i think the visual design looks absolutely fucking phenomenal mm-hmm. um the javelins yeah. I, I see a bunch of people that I follow on Twitter just posting like, here's this cool thing I did with my javelin. I'm like, oh, I kind of really right, want to do cool. that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then I see like people like flying around and the flying looks really cool. I know there's some weird like mechanics to like keep you from doing that a whole lot. Mm-hmm. The shooting doesn't look like it feels that great, but maybe I was just watching some 
I, I don't know well, if that was something that honestly, didn't really... that's the thing that gets me the most is when mm-hmm. I watch the gunplay. Mm-hmm. It's it's the it's one of the same reasons I had trouble with uh, Borderlands sometimes, and then had trouble with Destiny. Is sometimes when you shoot somebody with just something mm-hmm. huge, or you know, you hit, right. him, you hit him in the head or something, and they don't react to it at all. Mm-hmm. I mean, they act like you didn't do anything. Like, yeah, their health bar goes down, but you, you shoot them, and there's just not oomph to it. Mm-hmm. That's like, whoa! I just shot this person, and they they're just running at me. Uh, you know, like a robot. Yeah. Uh, I, I feel like, I, I, going back to kind of like that Borderlands comparison, I guess if I had to pick something, it kind of feels like, Anthem feels like more of a realistic looking Borderlands from what okay. I'm seeing. Um, just in like, I, I don't know. Um, I'm probably just kind of rambling and my thoughts are all over the place right now because obviously <laughs> I haven't just like sat down with this game, you know, mm-hmm. but I, I definitely am interested in doing that just to at least kind of see what's going on. Um, I think they said, I, did they say whether or not like the content updates are going to be free after that? I don't remember. Uh, I don't remember. I think they did. I'll, I'll look that up. I'll, I'll look that up here real quick because I don't want to come across as a liar. But <laughs> yeah. No, Anthem looks kind of just fine to me. I don't really have any sort of like, oh, this looks bad, so I'm not going to play it. Or, oh, this looks like mm-hmm. the single greatest Yeah, I definitely don't have like a strong opinion on it. Yeah, absolutely. I just am I'm, not willing to pay money to try it out when i'm perfectly happy with apex yeah i'm kind of interested in it i know that it uh well according to these websites it's not selling very well um oh, yeah. Eurogamer 16 hours ago as of right now is that uh, anthem's physical sales are half of the mass effect andromeda sales oh man which is, that's not very good yikes um well i hope they i hope they keep with it i hope they don't just drop it like it's hot like they did with andromeda uh because that was a real bummer yeah yeah that, that kind of was but i mean Okay, so it says here story DLC will be free for Anthem. So cool. that that's kind of appealing, you know. I, I like that a whole lot. But yeah. I, I really hope they're responsive to feedback. So like, mm. for example, I remember one thing I wanted in Destiny. I know I keep bringing it up. Mm. Was uh, I really liked going around on the Sparrows, right? Mm. And I kept thinking like, man, I, I really just hope they add racing to this sometime. And eventually they did. But right. by that time, I had mostly fallen off the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then also the, the other thing that I had from the very get-go was uh, I want to do something with my ship right? You've got your ship that you see all the time in the loading screen, at least in Destiny 1. And uh, I always wanted to be like, man, like, let me go shoot some stuff. Like, let me do some Star Fox space mm-hmm. stuff. Um, and I never got to do that. So, uh, you know, people seem to really like flying around with the javelins, being yeah. Iron Man. That, that seems to be the thing that I've kind of heard from most people. That's like their big takeaway is the mm-hmm. flying just feels really, really good. It's just a kind of a shame that you don't get to do enough of it. You know? Yeah. So I hope they, I hope they are really uh, responsive to feedback like that, because clearly... That's something that pretty much unanimously people seem to like. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really hope they spend time keeping that good because, you know, if that's something that happens between missions, uh, you know, you're always going to get a little little dose of that right. uh, here and there. Um, so it's just a nice palate cleanser, especially if it's actually fun. It's not mm-hmm. just functional. Yeah. I, I think for me, Destiny, excuse me, Anthem. Wow, I'm doing it now too. <laughs> um, Anthem to me, especially with them doing the like free story DLC in the future so. The way that I played Destiny 2 is I binged the absolute crap out of that game. Mm-hmm. Just played an absolute ton of it, did as much as I could over like a weekend or like a couple of weekends, you know. And then I just kind of quit playing it. And then more yeah. content would come out and then I would just hop back in. And mm-hmm. that seems like something that I could definitely get out of Anthem. Um, I I really hope going forward they kind of address the changes. I would I do think that like the premise of Anthem does show promise. But yeah. um, obviously I will... I'm not going to try to sound like too critical or down or even really up or anything on this game just because I have not gotten my hands on it. And I, I do intend to kind of check it out. But uh, it, it does look it 
it's it's on my radar. Um, it's never been on my radar in a big, big way, but mm-hmm. it's definitely on my radar. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we'll see. We'll we'll get somebody on who's actually played it. Yeah. Uh, and we'll see. Because uh, I, I wonder if changes do come to that game. I wonder if they'll be speedy mm-hmm. or not. It's one of those things where EA's just like I said, sunk so many materials into it, just so so much effort um, that they're gonna have to make a decision, especially if the sales aren't being that great absolutely uh you know do we stick with this fix it and really make this thing pop mm-hmm. or do we you know throw some money at it for a little bit and then decide uh maybe this isn't the, su- the immediate success we wanted yeah and i'm, I'm interested to know if because i know ea has the kind of bad reputation of game did not sell close the studio yeah exactly <laughs> and i'm i know that they've like kind of soft sort of announced a new dragon age game mm-hmm. and i'm really interested to see like how that kind of plays into like just kind of how Anthem does commercially. But yeah, obviously it's been out for like a week. So, yep, so we'll see. We'll we don't know for sure that right now it doesn't seem like a great sign, but I'm, I'm definitely interested in checking it out for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, moving on to other news. Um, probably the biggest one that I saw this week is uh, Reggie. Uh, the Reginator. The Reginator from current, uh, current president, soon to be former president of Nintendo of America is retiring. Um, that came out of nowhere for me. Mm-hmm. Um, it he he did uh, a really 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 good uh, just kind of like a almost a farewell address. Yeah, um, that video on, on was really good. That video made me tear up a lot. Yeah. I got like weirdly emotional, and I never like seriously followed Nintendo until a few years ago. But mm-hmm. that man's like just how goofy he is, and like his just radiant personality, how much you can tell he absolutely genuinely cares about not just the games that his company makes, but the people who make and play them, I think mm-hmm. is you can, that comes across incredibly well. Yeah. Um, and he's being replaced by the current uh, senior VP of sales and marketing, Doug Bowser. Yeah. I thought so that was a joke. Could I saw I did too. Uh, and then I realized, <laughs> Oh no, they actually did bring on someone named Doug Bowser. The only Bowser I've ever heard of. Yeah. Besides <laughs> yeah. I've, Mr. I've Bowser. Heard, himself. Right. Right. Um, so I'm I'm interested to see what he does. I know uh, he came out and said that uh, Mr. Bowser mm-hmm. came out and said that uh, he's been being mentored by Reggie for a while now, and mm-hmm. he's been he's going to help him like ease the transition. I guess Reggie's officially like kind of stepping down, leaving the company in uh, April of this year. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I kind of took a look around to see, like I, I looked up. Uh, Doug's Twitter account because I kind of wanted to get an idea of who this guy was. I wasn't really super familiar with him. I knew that there was a Doug Bowser that worked at Nintendo, but I didn't like kind of realize, you know, how like mm-hmm. big he was. He's been really moving up in the castle, you know? right? Right. Well, I think he was a former executive from someone else, but his username on Twitter is at the True Bowser, which is incredible. Yeah. Um, and he says he is the head of sales and marketing in Nintendo America. That's obviously going to change soon. Mm-hmm. Um, original Donkey Kong Arcade Master views are mine, parentheses, as are the Goombas, Koopa Troopa, etc. cetera. <laughs> um, the dude clearly has, I think, the right kind of sense of humor with that. Yeah. Um, you you just know there's going to be some really good Nintendo Directs where they really lean into the fact yeah, that they his love, last name is Bowser. Yeah, oh, yeah, absolutely. Sure I cannot wait for that. Yeah, uh, you know, I was I was reading um, an art, well, a couple articles uh, mm-hmm. about Reggie, you know, and, and just stuff he's been known for uh, in in Nintendo. You know, of course, he he've got the uh, "My Body Is Ready" meme for when the right, uh, right. the Wii came out. 
Um, but you know, he's always just been a, a goofy, fun guy. Like he's put so much charisma into the stuff he does. Uh, he's fun. He's just entertaining to watch in interviews, but you know that he's the real deal. Absolutely. You, know? you never feel like he's selling something to every, you. Every single person that I have like read or like listened to that they've like met or interacted with Reggie, he's just mm-hmm. the same guy. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, all right. That's awesome. Yeah. It's like, it's really that. nice when someone who like, and honestly the, the figureheads across, you know, Phil Spencer, mm-hmm. even like Todd Howard's, mm-hmm. um, uh, you know, the Todd Howards of the industry. Uh, it's nice when you can tell, like when you see enough consistency with these people. Right. Um, you know, when it's their job to sell their platform, right? Mm-hmm. You know, to hype it up. Uh, it's it's nice that you see consistency, especially like at, at the Game Awards, we saw Reggie, Phil Spencer, and uh, the CEO of Sony, who I can't... With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I cannot remember the uh, name of. I don't think it was the CEO, but it was Sean Layton. Uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Which uh, both of them actually like tweeted at Reggie, like talking about how like much he meant to the industry and everything. And I started crying man, again. <laughs> that stuff, that stuff's great. Like there, it seems like there's more solidarity across absolutely the entire industry. Um, you know, maybe I'm reaching here, but, uh, you know, as we've seen, as we've seen the rise of, you know, toxicity in gaming and stuff, mm-hmm. uh, we've seen that the pushback of, of companies really going out of their way to, actively have a positive influence on their company on their culture and all that stuff and uh you know having having people like reggie up at the front who just feel you know it's like watching a baseball player mm-hmm. uh i whenever i see baseball players like get you know dumping the gatorade at the end of the game stuff, right um it always seems like they're just little kids trapped in a big adult's body mm-hmm. you know they never really lost that that silliness and uh it, watching people like reggie uh, it feels that same way, and it's just so endearing. It's really hard not to like a Absolutely. guy like him. Um, I remember the. I I want to do a direct quote. Well, let me let me pull it up real quick. But like, whenever they like first brought Reggie on board, um, it was I think his first big like quote reveal as a president of Nintendo of America was. Uh, it was one of the E three conferences. I think it was two thousand four. Um, one sec here. So uh, I thought it was just like super rad whenever they just like brought him out. Um, I think he said, some- oh, yes. Here, let me pull it up real quick. Um, I think he said, sorry, I know this is really, really, really great radio content. Here it is. Hey, that's what editing's for. He opened up, uh, Reggie uh, walked out, was introduced by, I believe, Satoru Iwata. And in 2004, for E3, he said, quote, My name is Reggie. I'm about kicking ass. I'm about taking names. And we're about making games. <laughs> and That's I'm good. like, yeah, fuck yeah. I love <laughs> you, dude. Hell yes. And like even looking at like some of those really just absolutely terrible um, E3 conferences they had where they were like really trying to push the Wii down, each, down everybody's throats. Mm-hmm. And like they like, almost just, literally. Yeah, basically. Like take this done, Chuck. Like I'm Except talking about like the ones the where they were just like, hey, Wii music looks good. We music was not good. Yeah. Um, 
But like uh, he, you could absolutely tell just by watching like footage of that stuff. He is just a dude out there having fun, and yeah. you can tell that it doesn't matter that it doesn't work. There's still just like this little like hint of magic in his eyes. Yeah, it's just super infectious. Um, yeah, I'm I'm really excited to see what uh, President Bowser ugh, brings to uh, brings to the company and kind of what that means. I know um, there's been kind of talk of like a lot of people, a lot of like the. Uh, Nintendo of Japan people kind of looking towards him even for leadership is like, hey, this is kind of where we should go. And like, mm-hmm. kind of like, it, it seems like Nintendo overall is in a really healthy place right now. And I think yeah, him leaving sure. while things are really good is really cool, especially since he like stuck around during the Wii U, mm-hmm. which <laughs> yeah. was not good. Um, it's also really interesting to see a big name person leave some games industry job either by choice or like not in a scandal right he's just leaving because he just wants to spend time with his family and play games and i think Mm -hmm. that's really cool and a total reggie move yeah yeah uh you know he said um it's funny to hear this from someone who's so visually recognizable uh you know just a figurehead like him to say uh you know I'll never forget my time at Nintendo. And it's like, yeah, how could you ever forget your time at Nintendo? So it's funny, and I I don't even, but just to hear that, it's just like, imagining a world in Mm -hmm. which Reggie's like, uh, he's like filling out a resume. He's like, where have I worked? (laughs) What was that place? Was that, uh, oh yeah, that's right, Nintendo. Nintendo. Yeah. Bowser Um, kicked me out. (laughs) He did. Uh, One of my favorite things that I did see was uh, whenever they brought, doug bowser on board for like just to be a vp of sales and marketing and all that you, you got to call him by his real name it's d bow oh d bow yeah. i hate that <laughs> uh whenever <laughs> he they, probably does too so uh, he probably does you're right um he uh like his like big like hey what's up everybody welcome or like thanks for having me all that stuff uh they posted a picture on their social media feeds and it's him just saying, hey, everybody, I'm Doug Bowser. And then on the bookshelf in the back corner is a Mario and Luigi plush just wrapped up in a GameCube controller just <laughs> sitting there ominously. I'm like, yeah, this guy's going to be all right. That's good. He's yeah. going to be all right. I like that. So, yeah, I'm, I'm really excited to see kind of where that goes. And uh, I, I know there's like this really, like you were mentioning earlier, there's absolutely a big kind of trend lately of kind of the big three all playing nice with each other, obviously. Mm microsoft and nintendo way more um but it's 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 really neat to see that because we're like really in kind of the grand scheme of things like we are not that far from removed not that far removed from sega does what nintendo don't you know yeah right like people are like it's they're promoting like this positivity and like trying to bring up this medium which is super respectable but they're still like putting out their own stuff and doing it in a really cool way and mm-hmm. you can tell that those like they're like building friendships with other companies along the way which is really awesome yeah but uh Jumping ahead on my show notes that I have here, um, speaking of Nintendo and Microsoft playing really well together, there was a lot of stuff coming out about that this past week. Yeah, tell Um, me about it. So, um, there has been a lot of talk lately about, um, obviously, like, Microsoft has been pretty vocal about them wanting to bring the Xbox Live platform in some form to a bunch of different other, like, physical platforms, including the Nintendo Switch, mm-hmm. which whenever I first saw that, I was like, okay, you know, it's it's just going to be very similar to what Minecraft is now, like where you have to sign in to your Xbox Live account, or your mm-hmm. Switch, which is really weird to hear the uh, Xbox achievement noise on a Nintendo platform yeah, that kind that of still weird. has not gotten old yet. Oh, you've heard that? Oh, yeah. You, you get one for firing it up, I think. Oh, I it's, guess I didn't realize it was already out. Yeah. I oh, thought this was like in the pipeline. It's been out for a few months. Like, my Oh my gosh. My girlfriend and I have played an absolute ton of it and her and like one of her friends play it all the time. 
I did not know that. Yeah, it's pretty. You great. don't. So Minecraft, you're talking about, right? Yeah, like so. Like you sign into an Xbox account. You have to not sign into like an account? Xbox Live account because that is a Microsoft owned game. Gotcha. They're just being smart with I it and putting it on literally anything that can run it. Right. It's basically the new Doom. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know what I what I had spoken to uh, Tommy and Lang about, who we'll have on the show uh, mm-hmm. hopefully next week, uh, was you know when I when I saw the Switch, uh, but when they were just starting to roll out. Uh, their, their third-party games, like mm-hmm. for realsies, you know, where where the Wii U had no third-party par- third stuff at all. Uh, this one was rolling stuff out. Of course, I had Skyrim, but I'm like, okay. But Doom was out there, and I was like, okay, well, I haven't bought Doom. I want to play Doom, and this gives me a reason to, to pick this up because I would specifically, like, based on the way, like, my schedule and the way I like to drop in and out of games, mm-hmm. you know, the Switch makes any game a drop-in, drop-out Oh, game. absolutely. You know, because you don't have to go home, be in front of your TV, power everything up, load your save and stuff. Like, you hit that power button on the Switch, and, it, you know, the screen goes black, and whenever you boot it back up, you're right back in it. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, to see a game like Doom have the full fidelity that I would find on my PlayStation, right. I'm like, well, shoot, there's no reason for me to buy it on my PlayStation. Uh, so it, it, seeing more of that, because that was on the early curve of the third-party wave that we've yeah, seen, yeah. you know, that just keeps coming out stronger and stronger. So with, with Xbox Live really pushing to be on the Switch, mm-hmm. that brings even more opportunity for more games. I mean, imagine if they released, I mean, I, I bet they will do this, but they're like subscription service, kind of like the virtual so, uh, eShop that Nintendo So has. let me jump ahead a little further again. All right. So they're... Uh, there had been like talks about I don't know if this was like ever explicitly confirmed or anything, but I think this is probably going to be shown off a little bit more at GDC because they definitely said like, hey, we're doing a talk. We want to talk to people about that stuff. Um, there's a lot of talk about using that kind of like X cloud infrastructure that Microsoft has, which is I imagine if they use it for something like games, it'll be similar to like a PlayStation Now or like any other game streaming service that you have where it's basically streaming the game like streaming like the gameplay and like the video and everything to your device and like all of the other processing and everything is handled server side yeah which means yeah it's absolutely great i don't know if you've ever messed around with like playstation now or anything like that no but when they when they first uh rolled that out for i think it was one of the assassin's creed games yes where you could play everything streamed from online you had to have a connection of course but to your chrome browser the google thing yeah Yeah. that's awesome i got i got in that it was absolutely rad it worked really well uh but yeah like you can like if you can stream it to a Chrome browser, like you can, like uh, you can stream different games to like. Their I think their plan with that was sort of to like, hey, let's play Halo on your phone. Just go mm-hmm. for it. You have to be, right. you have to have a good internet connection, obviously. But um, there was like kind of talk about like bringing something like that to the Switch. I don't know if that was ever explicitly confirmed. And a lot of the stuff that I'm talking about right now is very heavily rumored and a lot of speculation so Mm -hmm. take all of this with a grain of salt just a massive giant boulder of salt but uh so they actually a few rumors have come out uh this past week i think the same day reggie stepped down or announced he was stepping down rather that uh there were plans to bring the game pass to switch which would be rad and i imagine if they were to do something like that then you could like if they had that like built-in xCloud infrastructure because obviously you're not going to be able to run Crackdown three on a Switch, right? That is just like way too powerful. There's just way too much going on. You're basically just gonna your Switch is just literally going to explode. So with that, you would have I, to have that said, I still have been surprised that stuff like Doom has run no same, problem. Same. I mean, it eats up my battery, but same. And like the studios like... porting that stuff are doing absolutely phenomenal work. Yeah. Um, but I think that would be really cool. But in addition to that, there was also talk about like 
physical, like actually like porting or bringing a few of the, um, excuse me, bringing a few of the like Xbox Studios like second party published titles to the Switch as well, and this would be kind of direct ports. And the two that were named in a bunch of leaks that I've seen uh, from a few places were Ori in the Blind Forest, Sweet. which would be I would really incredible. like to play that. Game. I would absolutely love to check that out, and Cuphead. Okay, yeah. Which I would probably play too much of on the Switch. Yeah, because um, I, I didn't end up buying that. I actually, now that I'm thinking about it, I don't know why I haven't already bought that mm-hmm. for uh, PlayStation. But uh, It's not out on PlayStation. It's not at it all? It is just uh, Xbox oh, and PC. Because Microsoft paid for the funding for a lot of it. I, I played it on a PlayStation controller. It must have been on yeah. Steam. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I played that at Tapcade where we host our events. Gotcha. Uh, yeah, yeah they do that, don't they? Yeah, that, that seems like... Man, just ha- having the portability of the Switch is just a game changer. Mm-hmm. You know, especially for unusual circumstances like what we do, where we actually take our consoles out to local places. You right. know, not, your average person doesn't do that. Right. Um, but to have that opportunity, it's so much easier. I mean, you know, for our Smash tournament, and, and same with our fighting game tournaments, if, you know, you pay X amount of venue fee uh, to get in the door, and then you have like a cash prize that, mm-hmm. you know, an entry fee that 100% of it goes to the, the pot. Um, but if you get, you get like five bucks off if you bring a setup. And those communities are so much more likely, like the regulars are so much more likely to actually bring their PlayStation, uh, possibly with a monitor, um, to these events because then it allows for more people to play more casual and uh, tournament games at any time. Mm-hmm. Um, but to your average person, that's, you know, especially moving a monitor around, a lot of people play, you know, if they're playing their PlayStation, they probably have it on a TV, so they don't even have a monitor right. to bring. Yeah, and I know also, I don't, you know. Right, and, and I'm it's not going to lug my giant TV out to a bar. You know? Right, oh yeah, this will be great. Yeah, great. This isn't going to get knocked over, <laughs> uh, which I have always been surprised that we haven't had any damage to any hardware that people have ever brought to that. that that's that's good. Yeah, I mean. like no spilled water, no nothing mm-hmm. knocked over. Uh, I've been pretty surprised. Mm-hmm. Um so, so that's good, but uh, you know, if you're not in a habit of bringing your system of loading up, if you don't have a you know uh, uh, a habit of doing that, then you're probably not going to start. But if you have the switch, it is so much easier to just bring that. Totally, you know, you just have to make sure you have a charge cord. And if, like for our case, we had extra monitors, um, all they would have to bring is their dock. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's as far as that inconvenience goes. Totally. That's so much easier. Yeah, that's just bringing like your thing in a like a little carrying case, and then a like a basically a plastic box. Right, and then you you have and enough cables, screen where you, you know, can right. pl- have multiple people playing, and you don't feel squeezed on the screen. Totally, totally. Um, yeah, it's just a it's just a really great deal for bringing back local mm-hmm. uh, co op, which is funny because like a- as we talk about this. Uh, processing power going online mm-hmm. it's actually more of an online oriented totally. service yeah, that's that's kind but, of my big sort of turnoff to the whole streaming thing and yeah i i think that streaming kind of at this point is an inevitability but i do like the, the, the main issues i have with it personally are a reliable internet is absolutely not everywhere at least in the united yeah, states right now for you sure know? like other countries sure like that's going to be less of an issue i know that resident evil 7 and assassin's creed odyssey are like available for like streaming to your switch in japan Mm -hmm. but i think there's much more of like a great like backbone and that's something that's yeah more easily available there i listened to an npr article today that was about or you know an an audio thing that was about um why broadband essentially should be considered a basic service Mm -hmm. like a basic human need um because you know there are lots of good reasons that it promotes the economy because 
you know, if you live out in the country, uh, if if you aren't looking for a job that's like labor or farming or something like that, um, you know, you might not have the broadband, you might not have the internet to run an online business, like not properly. Mm-hmm. You know, if you need speed, you need speed and it can be very difficult or expensive Definitely. to do that. Um, you know, so having broadband more readily available in the country, but even in the city, uh, you know, I would take for granted, I work in construction as my day job and uh, you know, when we'll have laborers come in who are just temp workers, right? They'll come in and I mean, at least half of them, at least half of them don't have smartphones. They've got flip phones and some of them, I mean, they're like $5 phones, you know? And that's something I just take for granted. I, you know, I get in my own world and I forget that people don't just have a smartphone. Mm-hmm. They don't just have right. access to internet all the time. Like mm-hmm. when I have uh, coworkers that are like, oh yeah, I got to you know, over lunch, I got to go pay my bill, my phone bill so that my data doesn't kick out. And I'm like, oh, right. Yeah. Like that's a reality that a lot of people, you know, live with. And um, when you have these online services, online oriented services, especially if it's not for something in your house, like if you tried to play on the go on your switch, you know, if you're on the subway and it doesn't have Wi-Fi, even if it does, you know, is that ready to handle your game? For the most case, absolutely not. Right. So like even even here, I mean, on our some of our public transportation, we have free Wi-Fi, but pff, there's a difference between free Wi-Fi and gaming Wi-Fi. Absolutely, absolutely. And like uh, with the streaming stuff, I never actually felt comfortable signing up for the PlayStation Now free trial until I got fiber internet where I live now. You know, mm-hmm. like I I just didn't really feel like well, I'm barely going to get any use out of this. And right, like I I I've gone to, I've like brought my ps4 when i was still in that trial period over two places where my friends lived and they did not have great internet at all and it was just absolutely terrible you know yeah because even when i go to my girlfriend's place she has the very basic package of free internet mm -hmm. and when you're running a game it's fine like i really especially when i'm plugged into a land cable uh it's not so slow to be problematic that's not the issue the issue is downloading stuff oh i i can imagine oh my gosh it i mean it took uh how long was it it took like 72 hours or something it, it took some insane amount of time to download red dead over there oh man i could not imagine oh dude it was rough <laughs> it was rough uh and i just downloaded something recently this was like a week ago mm-hmm. but at her place uh it was apex so i downloaded apex at her place on her playstation and mm-hmm. then here at my place uh on on my playstation the difference was a nine hour download and a 12 minute download oh, man. and i'm like oh man at a certain point i just need to bring her console over here <laughs> download it and i'll right. still save just do, like, hours and hours. weekly patches or something like that over here you know right um yeah I'm, I'm really interested to see uh first of all if that stuff is true because you mm-hmm. know i would absolutely play just the absolute crap out of cuphead on switch i have not played yeah. it yet i have been it's pretty sweet like i i don't know i i'll, I'll eventually play it um i i knew i was eventually going to but i, I probably would have just waited until i get like some sort of affordable computer because mine is garbage right now <laughs> yeah but um yeah I, i'm interested to see kind of whether or not that stuff is true um i'm also interested to see like if that stuff is true what this kind of means for like just xbox as a brand's like business plan 
going forward for this like next generation i say in like heavy quotes yeah because i wonder how they're going to make release announcements because like imagine if it's an e3 style setting Mm -hmm. where you've got a conference and they're going out and they're releasing stuff but they're also like all right here's our switch news and it's microsoft announcing right right you know do they bring nintendo on for the announcement on a nintendo direct (laughs) are we going to be seeing like oh crackdown 3 is coming god what if they announce like a smash bros character on like an inside xbox stream oh that would be the like ori is coming yeah or like minecraft steve or banjo and kazooie which i would freak out uh yeah uh for real there's a mm-hmm. master chef he's, he's coming <laughs> he's coming to ultimate god man um so i i my, my kind of thing that i'm thinking about is like i know that they know that they're kind of they're they're definitely in a solid second place right now like in terms of like just console sales and really kind of well they're making moves man they are if, they are making moves right now if, if sony doesn't pick up the pace uh, you know, I think they're going to fall behind. They're, we're going to have this next system because we're starting to hear rumors of, mm. of like PlayStation Five yeah. and stuff. It's kind of getting to that point. Yeah, it's Rumor City. This uh, it seems like this year might be the transition year. Totally. I mean, look at it. look right now. I mean, it, it's not. Hey, look at this new stuff we're bringing. Mm-hmm. Like it's, Sony's not even going to be at E3 this year because they were just like, we don't got anything. Right. It's like, okay, cool. But you're better gonna, for you're them gonna to have do a that. lot of stuff next year. Yeah. But right. Even if they come back to E3, you know. Yeah. But I, I think it's really interesting to think about like maybe this is kind of like setting a foundation for like their game plan going forward like maybe they're just like yeah i we don't really care too much about selling systems we just kind of want you to play our games and like get in like buy into like our platforms and stuff like that i think that's kind of a smart thing to do yeah because i think that all of the moves that they're making with like game pass game pass is probably one of the best value deals i have seen in video games pretty much really like of all time it's just really really solid like if you buy two triple a games a year like that is like at launch that is absolutely you are getting your money's worth for sure man that i might check that out because if, if that if that if all that comes to switch that mm-hmm. would be a great value for me too because there are a lot of stuff i can't play with the setups i've got now right and uh i really don't buy more than two triple a games the whole yeah, year. No, what if, i do is buy like a if i had an xbox i don't think i would games. buy games i would probably just have game pass yeah. like just kind of full stop i really thought about doing the uh i forget what they were calling it the xbox all access deal they rolled out like towards the end of last year where it's like 20 dollars a month for two years and they just give you an xbox one s with two years of xbox live gold and game pass I'm like That's man nice. that looks really good yeah. but i everything that i was playing at the time was pretty much a ps4 exclusive and all of that stuff so mm-hmm. i just kind of missed the ball on that but i'm i'm kind of excited to see where that goes that's kind of some of the wildest kind of gaming news that i've heard in a while because or at least at least kind of speculation because you don't like just from kind of like growing up kind of following all this stuff you never really think of any of like the big players ever working together like this right and it's just kind of a cool cool thing and i think i know sony right now is kind of in a they're they seem to be in a weird like re rediscovering themselves phase yeah because i feel like goodwill towards them towards the end of this generation has definitely dropped off a little bit with Mm -hmm. mostly just kind of the cross-play stuff and a lot of the decisions they made on their back end that they're trying to move past and go forward with but i i think that if the console generation next one were to start like right now i think xbox would absolutely just be taking leaps and bounds forward it might be cool uh on an episode here sometime Mm -hmm. uh to to track the current generation of each system and just have like a bullet point thing of like here are the ups and downs and changes you know swinging to the pendulum that'd be kind of cool 
Yeah, because uh, you know, I I heard I read an article, so this is Kansas City related, but uh, there are a million restaurants that have popped up in the past few years mm-hmm. uh, here in Kansas City, and one of my one of my friends who is uh, a marketer by trade, um, he he usually keeps his opinions to himself, but uh, he he has a lot of experience in in what he does, and uh, his advice is valuable. So he he explained. Uh, he addressed these articles that were saying like, oh, the terrible weather we've had, just ice and snow, you know, every week has really had a detrimental effect on all these restaurants. Um, you know, because of this, people are banding together to try to support the businesses, yada, yada, yada. And so he chimed in and he was like, all right, when something like this happens, where you have uh, just an abundance, you have too many restaurants. And you can tell that because these restaurants moved into retail spaces mm-hmm. and you have to do a lot of work to change that retail space into a restaurant space. Mm-hmm. Very expensive. And it's already very hard to keep a restaurant afloat, a new one, you know? Right. And so he was suggesting like there were signs that there's a bubble about to pop. We're starting to see those signs and people are asking for sympathy, but it's like, well, you saw, you know, here's the issue was that, uh, you know, the question he asked was like, if you see these people struggling, ask yourself, what have they been doing to remedy this? Because his answer was uh, the first thing, one of the first things that goes when, when a company is doing well is their advertising. Because when they're good, like they, th- this is relevant to the PlayStation because when Sony has been doing well, they haven't seen a need to redefine themselves mm-hmm. or to uh, just change the way that they are portrayed uh, across the industry. So like with these restaurants, the idea is you know, when you're doing well, you don't need to advertise because you have people coming in. But when you're not doing well, you don't want to advertise because you think you can't afford it. Mm-hmm. But you can't just drop advertising and expect people to come through the door. Right. So with Sony dragging their feet, with, with like the further they've pulled ahead, the the less that they have really, you know, the, the more goodwill that they've lost. Right. And uh, with the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It just you see Xbox, you see Microsoft buying up studios over the past mm-hmm. you know several years, and now this this merge you know basically that's kind of what it feels like this this move with Nintendo, mm-hmm. um, you know those are two companies who are agile. They're they're willing to take these risks that I think are great moves, and Sony's kind of just doing the thing that has continued to work for them. Yeah, it, it feels very much like 2006 Sony, where they're just like, hey, this PS3 is real cool. You should buy it because we made the PS2, you know. Ooh, hey, you're gonna drop, drop. You're gonna drop six hundred dollars on this thing. Yeah, that's so expensive when thing. it came out. Nobody did, right? <laughs> like, it's like there thing. are no games on right. this platform. And like, sure, like they eventually like caught up and actually overtook the 360 in terms of like console sales during lifetime, right? But like, man, it was it was rough there. It for was a an while. absolute just it was a ridiculous uphill battle. And like, I don't think the Xbox One is ever gonna catch up to the PS4. Like, I think it is at this point too yeah. far behind. And I think they have kind of acknowledged that. Mm-hmm. And they're just kind of like, all right, cool. We're going to focus on stuff that people really 
do kind of care about. Like the backwards that compatibility doesn't require thing, new hardware. Exactly. Like the backwards compatibility thing was fucking brilliant and came out of nowhere. And the yeah. fact that they're still supporting all that stuff is really cool. Like I'm seeing literally weekly just like, hey, we added this game to backwards compatibility. You're welcome. And I'm like, wow, like right. good on you. You know what Xbox has, has that my, uh, Microsoft does not? Oh, I'm saying that back. <laughs> Sony does not. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, 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 I'm saying it right. Sony does not allow you to change your username on PlayStation, and that is bananas. Yeah, so... I want to change my... Let me pay you $10 to change my so I dang think name. So, I the way from, like, my kind of rudimentary, un- rudimentary understanding of, like, how databases work is I think that you assign basically somebody, like, a key value, and that is, like... Key value could be the wrong term, but bear with me here. You assign somebody basically a value and then assign like all data to that particular value. Mm -hmm. In a lot of cases where you want to have something that can be like agile or like something like that, like with Steam, you can change your display name all you want. So there's like a display name field, but you still have that account name. Like your account ID is the exact same thing. I think they set the account name to be that like key field. Yeah. So, which is why like if you like, Say, hey, I want to change my name. They're just like, all right, cool. You can't play some of your games and you can't play online for some things. <laughs> right. And something might get patched in. I hope in, you didn't want your knows. save files. Right. Like, because that just means, well, it's basically, at that point, you are literally just making another account. Right. You know, which is a bummer. Mm-hmm. But that's kind of the only thing they can do. They really shot themselves on the foot really bad. Yeah. With there's PS3 no system. going and, back. Like, PSN is still kind of archaic and it. Like, Xbox Live is still kind of improving and Dude, like a lot of that stuff. And I, so right now in Apex, they don't have a function to, like, party up with mm-hmm. the randos that you just played with. Um, so that means two things. You, you can't, it's harder to group up. Like, you have to just remember someone's name because there's no, unless you look through your recent players. But I haven't even tried that. So, mm-hmm. you know, when you play with 59 other people, I'm not sure if it only shows your teammates or what. Um, but either way, it, it's difficult. And the... Uh, to to make a long story short, it's it's beneficial to use the PlayStation Party chat, the mm. audio, yeah. um, for for mics instead of the game chat. Well, when you do that, you of course have to go to the name, pull up their profile, send them a party invite, wait for the party invite to go through, and then mm. back out to the game. And the PlayStation menus are not fast. They're you not. Know, they're not great. They're they're well, fine, but they're definitely not like. Well, they're fine snappy. when you don't have to use them. Excuse the me. thing is, in Apex, like. Mm. I'm just sitting in the menu. It's not like I've got processing power right, running in the right. background. And it just takes ages, especially if you're trying to invite someone who's not on your friends list. Mm-hmm. It is so difficult. And it's like, yo, like it's literally taking me like two full minutes to invite this person, because I, especially if they're not my friend, because I have mm-hmm. to search in a certain way and I have to do all this. And, right. and if you're not party leader, it'll like suggest to invite someone, but you still can't invite them. Maybe that's a setting that I haven't found. Uh, but yeah, that stuff has been bugging me lately, and it feels like it should just be faster. I had that issue with Overwatch 2 sometimes. Um, it I just struggle with that. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if that's a me thing, but certainly it hasn't gone anywhere. I can relate. It's really nice to be able to just like snappily just like, hey, cool, let's play a game. Just hop in, you know. It's, it's really nice to be able to like keep that, mm-hmm. keep that joint going. Um, I kind of wish you could like do what Microsoft originally showed with uh, the Kinect, mm-hmm. where everything's just like, Xbox invite cam to the party mm-hmm. you know where everything is just on voice commands and stuff and i don't use any of playstation's voice commands like it probably would help me out to some extent mm-hmm. but yep just wish that I, stuff was a little honestly i forget both of those support voice commands right. still but you know um so let's go ahead and we'll take a quick break here and come back and talk about just a couple more things going on 
Attention everyone in the galaxy. This is Ian and Chris from Echo Station Podcast. We are stranded here on Hoth and we need your help desperately. It's imperative that everyone listen to our message. The Empire is closing in with every intention to shut us and our message down. Make sure to follow us at Echo Station Cast on the Twitter sphere and listen to us every other Monday for all your up-to-date Star Wars news and needs. You can't stop the signal, Mal. Wrong smuggler! Uh, uh, uh. Cut! Hey friends, welcome back. Um, so, just a little bit over the break that you obviously did not all hear. Um, I was talking a little bit about dreams, and I kind of want to go into that a little bit here. Uh, dreams is the... What's the spookiest nightmare you've ever had? Not, uh, um, um, anyway. <laughs> gotcha. Uh, <laughs> Uh, so Dreams uh, is a upcoming PS4 game that is by Media Molecule, the people who brought us the wonderful Little Big Planet and the sort of wonderful Little Big Planet carding. Um, carding? Yeah, there's a card game. Oh yeah, it, it was fine. Okay, yeah, it's yeah, fine. That sounds. You know. that um, out. So they uh, they announced this game at like the PS4 like reveal. Yeah, and this like was a long time ago. Like February 2013, I think that was. Yeah. And I watched that. I'm like, all right, I don't know what the hell that was. Yeah. And then, like, they kept, like, kind of talking about it or, like, really not even talking about it. They were, like, radio silent on this thing for years. Mm-hmm. And then they started talking about it. It's like, hey, we're going to have an open beta coming out. And then, like, that year ended and it was like, hey, it's still coming. And, like, it's kind of a miracle that it's still that in development. Yeah, that it didn't and just get the kibosh. The fact that they recently just had, like, their closed creators beta. And it's a miracle that that is actually really good. Yeah. Um, it's kind of a testament to how, like, Sony is treating, like, their first-party studios from, like, that software development side. Because they're just like, yeah, do whatever you want, man. Like, right. Just go for it. Um, but no, uh, Dreams looks absolutely just fucking rad. From, like, I, I spent a lot of time watching some of the streams on, uh, like, uh, once they lifted the NDA for the uh, closed beta creators program. Uh just the stuff that people were coming up with was absolutely fucking phenomenal. Um, people were making people like people make you know full games and dreams because it's oh yeah those uh, those sirens are on our end if you're driving and you hear those yep you're not getting pulled over <laughs> you might be but you might be you're probably not getting pulled over anyway um, so they uh, they basically. Like, it's just a lot of these people basically just going at this creative tool where you can literally just kind of make whatever the hell you want. And, like, it's kind of a weird thing to, like, describe that to people as, like, oh, it's a it's a video game where you can make video games, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, that's kind of a weird sell. Yeah, it is. That's kind of what... It, it feels like Especially the natural... Especially because it's not on... It's not a PC thing. It's right. a PlayStation. It's a... It's a game engine basically or like a game creation tool essentially mm-hmm. or really just a creative tool because you yeah. can also just make kind of whatever the hell anything. you want and then just share it with people and yeah a cool, it's like, like networking system it's like an amped up version of how in minecraft you can like make a calculator you know and and you can make simple machines mm-hmm. that are amazing just because you have you know you can build a working circuit board mm-hmm. in the game like that stuff's crazy yeah uh but this just takes that idea and just turns it up to 11 yeah so i'm i'm not really kind of a creative person in the sense that i like to kind of like tink around with like level creators and stuff like that like i'm very excited for super mario maker but really just to play the cool stuff that other people have made and i'm right. kind of the exact same way on this one i feel like i'm gonna get my enjoyment out of that game from 
playing a bunch of really cool levels and just like checking in on it, like just hey, I've got some free time. I'm just gonna see what's hopping around in dreams right now, you know. And yeah, I think I'm gonna get a lot of enjoyment from like showing other people that, mm-hmm. um, which kind of leads into my next two points all in one. Um, so I uh, saw that they are planning on. I saw that they posted like this big thing on the PlayStation blog, like, hey, we're launching early access. And I'm like, huh, okay. Um, Because that's, I think, I could be wrong here, but I think that's only like the second game that's ever been still considered early access on the PlayStation platform. They Hmm. usually typically only allow full releases. They don't have like the preview program that Xbox has or Steam early access, you know. PUBG is not out on PlayStation, right? I don't think that ever happened. It is, but it is actually. But it I is? think it's the 1.0 version. So okay. it's like the yeah, quote, I know that full was release. Thing where yeah. it was like Xbox got all this stuff because it did have the preview program. Yeah. And that was kind of another example of, of Sony being hogtied by, you know, or hamstrung by their own old decisions, like hardware and mm-hmm. software. For sure. But uh, I think it's super interesting that they're kind of letting their, like, at, at least from this perspective obviously fortnite being the exception because it's fucking fortnite uh i think the fact that they're letting their first party studios just kind of be like yeah hey just do a soft release that's fine whatever you know i think that's super great um i think early access for something like this absolutely is going to really 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 be a really 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 really, it's going to be a pretty cool thing and i think that's the way it's going to be really pretty cool That's a, uh, that's a strong sell. I'm, I'm, I, I get my words mixed up sometimes. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, I think that's going to be really beneficial uh, mm-hmm. for the game as a platform, I think, in this sense. Because you're going to have people just hopping in. The early access is coming out, I believe, this spring. There was no like set date for it. But it's only $30. Hmm. Um, so I'm, cool. I'm totally going to buy in on it. They said it is totally for the people who are like you're a creator and you want to kind of get your foot in the door first or like you're like some sort of like content creator or like a curator and like you kind of want to just kind of see what's kind of out there and like get in basically at like get in get your foot in the door as soon as like the house is built essentially um man if they if they have that is there any sort of vr compatibility i remember ages ago i saw them like using tools that might have been playstation like the move sticks so i heard to... that as well but i haven't seen that for sure um, i would that look, would be i would look great... that up right now but that would be a lot of dead air while yeah. in the middle of talking and that's uh, great hey radio. that's what post is for you're right uh, um, no you know if they if they made it so psvr was an option where you could be inside this world as you're creating a game um, it's that hands-on stuff that really makes mm-hmm. VR pop. And uh, if if they did that, you know, PlayStation VR has been getting better over time. I'm still not really going to get it because I'm more interested in the Vive mm-hmm. when I finally get my computer built. Uh, but and I think that would be a real boon for PlayStation VR as a service because, you know, you can take this already open-ended just creation tool, but now you can really immerse yourself in it and reach out and touch your creation you're not just using sticks yeah i I think that's going to be a really cool thing and allow honestly just get really cool like a lot of people have said that like modding like a lot of big game developers get their start from just doing mods you know and Mm -hmm. i think this could be a really cool stepping stone like how hacking works exactly oh you broke our game the most you're hired exactly yeah and i think that having people make this cool stuff in dreams like even if it's just as like a hobby, like that's a really cool thing to like get themselves out there creatively. But like for some people, if this is like them wanting to get their foot in the door for like a job doing something in the games industry, that's a really cool thing. 
Um, but I'm really, really, really excited going back on that again, uh, to check that out whenever that drops. I'm definitely going to spend a whole lot of time with it. Um, I'm actually going to, uh, commit to doing just a kind of weekly dreams check-in on this show. Once that hits early access, um, I'm going to kind of play a couple of things, take a few notes and just like say, Hey, here's a couple of cool things that you should totally, you know, check out. I think that would be a really neat thing to kind of showcase that mode off a little bit, kind of. Yeah. recurring segments are cool i guess yeah. you know i guess that's good broadcasting yeah but. uh you know uh so the thing i remember watching somebody create in the demo you know half a decade ago mm-hmm. was they, they built this like cityscape that kind of looked like king's row in, in overwatch like it's it's a kind of old-timey looking mm-hmm. london streets uh kind of vibe and they messed around they, they made all these buildings that you could custom make and then you could save as an object so you could uh populate a whole bunch of them in, changed the sizes, they did lighting, they had like an avatar that they moved that you could do just a ton of things with. Um, but, you know, I, I keep thinking about that VR stuff where it, they were basically just reaching out and it seemed like everything was so easy. Like it was so intuitive. Like you had such a huge toolbox, but using those tools was easy. And that's the most important part. Um, you know, plenty of games have a big toolbox, but it's not easy to, you know, you could do a ton of stuff in Minecraft, but pff, it's, not that simple, you know. Right. Even like our, our friend uh, Jeremy was showing us the, uh, it's like Factory Evolved or something. I what is that game called? I forgot what that name. I forgot the game oh, was man. called, and I feel bad about that. Me too. He has really sold us on that game. It looks rad. Yeah, it's basically it basically takes all the stuff I wanted of Minecraft where God, you that's can gonna kill me. I'm gonna remember that at like three in the morning. Just wake up in a cold sweat and immediately know what this <laughs> game is called. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have to go back. <laughs> uh, that was pretty cool because it had all these tools that were much easier to use. Um, to, like you could build a whole stack, a huge column of blocks instead of placing every individual block. Yeah, that was and really, really nice. Yeah, so like, the quality oh, of man, life, stuff like good. that. Yeah, because he built, uh, you know, when we were talking about Into the Breach a lot, he went and found some pixel art and made uh, one of the mechs mm-hmm. in the game. But people do that in games like this all the time, but the ease with which he did it is the most impressive thing. Like he was able to just crank that out pretty fast because the tools are specifically made to make that easy. Um, and that's great because that's the stuff I wish had been in Minecraft when, well, it's not even in there now, but back when I played a lot, man, I just wanted those two. I just wanted to build a huge thing and I didn't want to have to press right trigger like right. 50 times. Right. Uh, you know, and that's, that's for something small, but, uh, yeah, I, I'm really excited about that. Uh, the, the sheer magnitude of different types of things you can play. It reminds me of, um, well mods, you know, like you'd said in Warcraft three, mm-hmm. I remember it was like, oh, you can make custom games. And I went into it thinking like. Okay, so it's just going to be regular old Warcraft three, except you know all the enemies are, have silly hats on or something, yeah, you know? uh, or or something more serious than that. But uh, pretty standard stuff. Well, I, I, sometimes I got that, but really it was like, oh, there are these series of mini games where like basically the floor is lava, and you know there's a circle getting smaller. <laughs> it's not battle Isn't royale, that but where Dota came from, yeah, yeah. So that's where Dota originally came from, and um, but even that is like a more standard mod for mm-hmm. that game because it still follows a lot of it takes a lot of normal assets character abilities and movement and buildings and all that stuff mm-hmm. uh but it's just the really wacko stuff where you can be like oh someone designed a tic-tac-toe game using some weird mechanic in this and it actually is fun yeah you know and and just weird weird stuff where it's like oh this is like you know y- you made pong mm-hmm. you may you made like a projectile that the enemies you or that the people use and you play pong in warcraft 3 using the units or something and it's just fascinating to see 
seeing what people can do when they get that toolbox that's so big. And the company says, hey, we want you to make weird stuff. Like, we invite you to make weird mods. So uh, a lot of the stuff that I saw from just the footage I was, because I spent a lot of time just checking out, like, oh, hey, cool. Like, people are making this kind of neat stuff in Mm -hmm. Dreams. Um, A lot of it was, like, just recreating other games, which you kind of expect with something like that. You know, people are going to, like, somebody literally just made, like, Mario (laughs) Like just one one, yeah. With like, and I'm like, all right, you know, sure, people are gonna do that. But people went through and like painstakingly remade PT. Oh yeah, and oh, that it, was in dreams. Was, yeah, that was in dreams, I and saw it that. looked I didn't realize so that. good. It felt like almost as like as close as you were gonna get for like a remake of like a spitting image. And the fact yeah. that this tool is so powerful enough that you can do that is wild, right? Um, people that's a remade like complex of, kind of thing yeah, where you people, know you go on the loop, and if X happens, then, exactly, yeah. And, and people remade like Dead Space or like parts of Dead Space, obviously not the Spooky. whole game, but yeah. And this that's was awesome. And this they'd only had this thing for like a month, <laughs> like which is absolutely nuts. So I think getting that, I definitely think that getting this in early access in the hands of people who want to make cool stuff and people who want to consume cool stuff and like kind of be on the forefront of that like Mm -hmm. myself uh i think that's absolutely a win-win and i think that if i were to pick any uh really any sony first party game to be in early access it would absolutely be this one because then you can get really good feedback and it can kind of grow after that also, if you buy it for $30 on early access, they've confirmed that you get the full game for free. So that's rad. Yeah, that is nice. But also, at what point is it considered just the full release? I think Right. We live in a weird decade right, where, right. like, you like know, Fortnite PUBG... is still technically early access. Right. What? Yeah. Weird. Yeah. It, it's know, one of the biggest games, thing. the biggest game, arguably, in the whole world. Mm-hmm. And it's technically not released yet exactly it's it's just it's not 1.0 which is just absolutely wild but yeah i'm i'm really really looking forward to that um and i'm honestly really excited to just kind of share like with you guys here on the show and like the listeners just like cool stuff that i found just kind of digging around in that i'm Mm -hmm. really excited like best of yeah totally i i think it just seems neat and for sure i definitely like making sure that like people get like a cool shout out for because like obviously all of the stuff is like you're spending time and effort you're putting like a little bit of yourself into that little mm-hmm. quote game or and you can it would just... be cool if we had like an online thing and we've talked about doing mm-hmm. bringing back the game nights where mm-hmm. you know especially it's easy with something like apex where it's like hey it's free hop mm-hmm. on we can all play together oh you're new that's fine yeah uh you know to be like yo you got dreams all right we're gonna have like just you know this like sunday little, like, collaborative submit... game jam or something yeah yeah, yeah like submit really, what you really got cool. uh you know maybe we don't even vote but we just like show off mm-hmm. oh this person made this this week and Absolutely. it's pretty great that would i would really be into that yeah. um but yeah that, that seems really cool i think that's a super smart move and yeah it's kind of unprecedented unprecedented excuse me as far as like sony's concerned because yeah this is yeah. their first game that's done this which is kind of neat it shows they're kind of getting along with the times mm-hmm. a little bit you know but. and again it is nice that they didn't just can this thing totally totally i i used to like whenever they were just like hey we're showing off dreams a couple years ago i'm like all right this thing again but i'm like all right no this looks absolutely phenomenal like they kind of delivered on their promise they set what like six ish years ago something like that which is a long time to not most people don't you know but obviously the full version is not in our hands and we don't know like what their plan for support is going forward but Mm -hmm. media molecule has always been really good at supporting that so i don't really have a reason to believe that they won't yeah yeah. Um, so, you got anything else that you want to talk about? Or uh, I, I, I the think only that's pretty good for me. I think we're good. The only thing I would say is, uh, so you know, even for everybody who's not here in Kansas City, on Wednesdays we run an event called Strictly Casual. Mm-hmm. We show up. We try to bring uh, Couch Co-op back 
you know, in old style fashion, we hang out, rub elbows on the couch and, uh, and play, especially my favorite old indie games, but people can bring in uh, single player stuff to demo. Like I could bring in Red Dead so somebody doesn't have to go buy it to try it out. I like, feel like me showing up on my PS4 most nights is just me or somebody else just plays on rush the whole night. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> just cool fine. The game rules, but... So uh, that's pretty cool. So if you're in Kansas City, uh, come come uh, check that out. You can find that across our social media. But if you're not, uh, we want to start streaming that because, you know, I had so much fun this past week playing Tricky Towers, finally getting friends mm-hmm. to actually check it out. It's a funny game to watch because, you know, especially if you can hear people shout and just... You know, when when you have a tall tower and you're about to win and the whole thing just goes oh, crumbling down. Yeah. It is so funny. Just like, oh, no, everything. Uh, but so we're going to start streaming that stuff because we want to show off our favorite uh, indies. And, and we want to honestly give you guys uh, a taste of, of some of the great games out there that you can, uh, you know, have your buddies play the next time they're over. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, there are a lot of hidden gems out there. So if you have any recommendations, I'd love to hear them, uh, especially if they're on PS4. But if they are on uh, PC, if they're on Steam... Uh, we have a way to play those too. But let us know. Tune into the stream. We'd love to hear feedback. I, mean, I plan to have that Twitch running or that stream running up on Twitch uh, every Wednesday from now on. Awesome. So, and that's about like six thirty ish, roughly Central Time. Yeah. So probably stream will really go up at about seven. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I just I really want to bring people together to play stuff that they've never played before. Yeah. Um, and see, uh, you know, there's something special to having somebody play a game for the first time with other people absolutely absolutely like that's how i played into the breach and like i yeah. showed up to a i showed up to this like you know casual social gaming event and sat and played a single player game on a couch for four hours yep but that was cool too because you had you had you and jeremy both on the yeah, couch yeah yeah and i never together. met him before and we just like oh, yeah. we're just like talking through these turns like we were just like like we were just like a well-oiled machine and it is fun that game's really good yes it man is. that game is really and good I, I was shocked at how uh two player that game could yeah kind of same kind of um, same that is a that is a good partner game yeah like a one and a half player game right kind of thing right right absolutely. uh yeah so that's super cool so tune into that uh stream and if you have any recommendations i always love finding new hidden gems especially indie games um but if they're older and i don't have to pay 60 bucks for them i will play just about anything yeah so. i mean that's fair you know um yeah so i think that will do it for our time today um thanks everybody for hanging out and listening um if you want to check out more cool podcasts uh check out the rest of the shows on the heroes podcast network um you can find them at heroes podcast i think on twitter or just heroespodcasts.com. it's got a whole run of shows there's a lot of them so definitely going to be something to enjoy for everybody there um so that's our time uh i'm cam for thomas thanks everybody for listening and we will see you all later cool see you next week